0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1045.
1: When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello automotive enthusiasts! I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dan McCrary. Hey Dan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. Alright. Dan McCrary is an automotive artist who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. He started drawing when he was a child, and all of his efforts, of course, involved cars. High school rock band led to a career in the music business, but in 1980, Dan decided to focus on being a full-time automotive artist. His favorite medium is watercolor. His work has been shown in numerous Concours events and has appeared in a variety of automotive publications. He's earned awards and his art hangs on the walls of prominent enthusiasts in corporate collections. So, Dan, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles?
1: I've always drawn cars you know, since I was a kid with the, with the Crayolas and all that. And I was kind of casting about for something to do to to be self-employed during a, a brief spell as a as a clerk in a music store, and um, I was in SCCA, and people um, started actually giving me money to do paintings of their cars. So that that kind of how
0: cool led is that? Think
1: I could yeah, let me to think I could turn it into something. And um, so here I am, some I don't know, almost forty years later, and um, I, I just enjoy it so thoroughly. I've, I'm so feel so lucky that I get to do something I love this much, you know, and actually get paid for it.
0: Yeah, well, you figured out the secret sauce to life, and uh, that's why I started this kind of podcast thing here that I could share the uh, inspiring automotive enthusiasts that I've met over the years, and now you're my 1,045th guest, holy cow, that has figured out that (laughs) you, you can wrap your passion around your career and uh, have a wonderful life doing it so fantastic we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your journey but first i always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra this is some kind of saying that uh, has some meaning for you and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so dan take the wheel
1: i don't have any really profound or uh, serious quotes that i can cite but one thing i've always kind of enjoyed the attitude of is uh, something that hunter s thompson said i use it a lot it said he said when the going gets weird the weird turn pro <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know out of a thousand forty five people i have never heard that one before so you're gonna have to elaborate a little bit more for us
1: well well i guess i, I like thompson's attitude and i read a lot of his material and um you know the, the going is always weird really on you know on this planet and trying to do these things that we do and and uh, especially trying to make a living painting pictures of cars. I mean, how how much more weird than that can you get, really? <laughs> and the weird turn pro. It's like, okay, uh, this is pretty weird. Let's see if I can make a living at it. So it it kind of fits. It's retroactively because yeah. I didn't discover this quote till long after I'd been in this. It, it just fits, and it's a fun thing to say. And when people ask for, ask me for a quote, that's that's one of the things I I always go to.
0: Well, that's pretty unique, because like I said, after a thousand plus people, that's the first time I've heard that one. And I've heard a lot of the same quotes used many times, but uh that sets you apart. So truly weird <laughs> in a wonderful way. Let's put it that yeah. way. Very nice. Well, let's go back in time and talk a little bit about your passion for cars. What instigated that? Tell us about that pivotal moment as you remember it, when you realized that you were indeed a car guy, because I have a feeling since you were... Drawing cars with your Crayolas, this goes way, way back.
1: Oh, it goes all the way back to the mid-50s. Now I was born in 49, and some of my earliest memories of anything automotive or anything, period. Dad would take the family out to the old Raleigh Speedway. It was a racetrack in Raleigh, North Carolina. They had a quarter-mile oval tucked inside a longer one-mile oval. And uh, every week, they'd run the... uh, you know the NASCAR early NASCAR modified and sportsman program on the quarter mile track. We went there every week without fail for a couple of years at least. I just loved it. It was you know it was the first thing in my life that I remember making a a huge huge impression on me. I loved the look of the cars. I mean they were just nasty and mean looking, and they made the right kinds of noises, and they were so colorful. It appealed to my visual sense before I knew that was what I was you know, experiencing. So that, that, that's where it all started. I I got hooked uh, indelibly and uh, it lasted a lifetime and it expanded to include over the years, you know, all other forms of automotive endeavor, you know, kind of grew from there.
0: There you go. Oh, how fun. Well, how fortuitous and wonderful that your father exposed you to that uh, little did he know where it would lead. So that's fantastic. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down because Deciding to become a professional artist, boy, you pick something that is is hard to do. Now, I've had a lot of artists, hundreds of artists on the show who have figured it out, but any entrepreneurial endeavor is fraught with ups and downs because there's things that come at you from all different sides, all these different things you have to do. So I would love for you to share a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way and tell us what that taught you because those are the great lessons that we get in life and tell us how that experience Helped you gain even more momentum as you moved forward?
1: There have been several. Uh, doing what I do, you know, just going to car shows and concours and so forth, spending hours setting up a display, sometimes making some nice sales, but uh, sometimes experiencing um, very poor sales or on too many more occasions than I want to remember, zero sales. <laughs> and, and that that's happened n- numerous times over the years. And the one that brings forth a kind of a story that isn't particularly early, like a, like an early setback that I persevered afterwards. Uh, it's, it's more of a, a story that typifies some of the things that happened, and uh, and that I had to um, convince myself, or I don't know that I needed to convince myself. Uh, I had to realize that I, I couldn't just quit after these things. Uh, some of us, uh, some my fellow automotive artists and I, heard about a. The concord that was being put on in Vegas, this is probably, this probably goes back, oh, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe 15 years. We heard about this concord from a fellow artist who lived out there. There were all kinds of perks involved. You know, the the organizers will give us a, a free place to stay, all kinds of things that made it really attractive. And I think whatever fee we paid was supposed to be uh, uh, fairly low. Uh, you know, I was already. <laughs> Uh, this thing is so up and down, uh, in terms of whether you're making it or not. And I was at a fairly low point. I mean, I was, I was, I was almost out of resources and I'm thinking, well, I shouldn't do this because it's going to be an expensive trip, even with the freebies. And, uh, but I let myself be talked into it. So I loaded up my van and would drive all the way out to Vegas. As I've joked uh, later about that trip, you know, the, how do you get to Vegas from Charlotte? But you, drive 40 miles north to Statesville and make a left. So I got on the, uh, 40 West, and uh, for two or three days, I drove and drove and drove on 40. And the last 70 or 80 miles or so was, was a different highway off of 40 to get to Vegas. Uh, so uh, we set up. We have a little uh, little get-together at the, the Vegas artist's uh, place. You know, we all had a nice time and so forth, but we're, but we're starting to find out things. The free rooms never materialized. Mm. Uh, when we went out to set up for the show, uh, we found out that there weren't nearly as many cars as we had been led to believe. The whole thing was just kind of a fiasco and poorly organized. And we certainly couldn't blame the artist that, um, invited us and set this thing up because she had been taken in just as badly as the rest of us. I know. So we, um, <laughs> we, uh, I think I sold $150 worth of prints. Hmm. which uh, could have been worse, could have been zero. Yeah. And I don't think that anybody else that did the show uh, with us uh, did much better than that. It was just, you know, it wasn't typical in that it involved a much longer trip and, you know, had the aura of going to Vegas and all that. But it's something that I've had to learn to to bounce back from uh, multiple times to, to keep going So, and yeah, me and one of the other artists, we always, you know, we'll take that old line from Casablanca and change from what was it, Paris? Instead, we say, well, well, we'll always have Vegas. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, it's, you know, it becomes a story later that you can joke and laugh about. At the time, it wasn't very funny because I was already mostly broke when I went out there. So, yeah.
0: Well, Highway 40, isn't that the uh, old famous Route 66?
1: I think, isn't it the interstate that replaced most of 66 or something like that? I think so.
0: I think so, Yeah, Yeah. It's along the same way. It goes through all those same famous. So I guess uh, one redeeming thing is you kind of follow that iconic route. But, uh, wow, well, what's the takeaway lesson from this terrible experience? (laughs)
1: Um, The takeaway lesson is is, um, it can get a lot worse than that. You know, there's people in the world with lots less – Lots worse experiences. Um, sure. So, yeah, years later, we make a joke about it, and we uh, we just keep on keeping on. No matter what, if we love what we're doing, um, we find some way to persevere. And uh, there, there's some sort of optimism that you have to embrace or utilize to keep you, uh, how can I put it, to keep your attitude right, going to the next show, you know?
0: Yes. Oh, if you absolutely. assume
1: they're all going to turn out like that, then you've got no business doing this in the first place.
0: Yeah, well, I think the takeaway for me here is you just keep going. You keep pedaling, you keep working at it, and sometimes there's ups and sometimes there's downs.
1: Yeah, so you keep putting one foot in front of the other, and I've never claimed to be a very astute or very good uh, businessman. Uh, I've met a handful of people over the years doing this that are good artists, and they also know how to conduct business, and and I'm I'm a lousy businessman, but I somehow just managed to keep selling enough of it to keep going. (laughs) There you go.
0: There you go. Well, how about a career aha moment? Is there a kind of a pivot point in your career that you came up on that you kind of went, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm going down the right path here.
1: See, well, one of those moments could be when when I had sort of retired from road life as a musician. You know, I did that for quite a while before I turned to this, and I was working in that music store that I mentioned earlier. Now I'm not a musician anymore, so I have weekends free. That's when I got fairly active in SCCA and started autocrossing and such. And I could drive my Alpha a lot more since I was home more. And the aha moment might be that, uh, as I mentioned before, I would show some of my car drawings to, to people in the club. And the aha moment might be that uh, people would say, well, can you do mine? And they'd offer me money. So that that was kind of one aha moment You know, there's, I don't don't know if there's just any one single, huge one. Uh, With regard to the art itself, I remember another aha thing or two that there was one point where I I started noticing as I was taking reference photos of cars that why am I taking all these overall three-quarter view shots? And I started moving in closer and getting, you know, a corner of a car that showed a piece of trim and the edge of a fin and the you know, a pastel color and some chrome. And um, things started clicking in that way, you know, Notice, noticing ref, reflections, you know, one car that happened to be next to the other at a car show. And, uh, hey, this reflection is really cool. You know, it um, it turns itself into a funhouse mirror, you know, in the round shape of a fender or something. And I, uh, so I started uh, that taught me to start thinking more abstractly uh, oh, instead cool. of the conventional, you know, overall view of the car.
0: So, you know, I
1: was, was, yeah, I was just three or four or five years into doing this when I started thinking more in that direction than, uh, than the conventional thing. So, uh, and I just uh, learned how to play on that and, and, you know, utilize variations of that and so forth and was able to uh, stumble into kind of a style of my own as a result of that. So
0: Very cool. You know, I love that. My father used to take us to the San Diego Zoo when I was a kid, my sister and I, with a sketchbook, and he'd let us pick the animal we wanted to draw. Yeah. But then he would uh, throw a little twist, which is very much what you experienced there. He would say, don't draw the whole elephant, just draw the elephant's ear. Or just draw the monkey's face or hand or whatever that might be. And it forces you to look at things in a different way. And I always tell people who are into photography or at car events, is to do exactly what you did. Go in and focus on the details. Take some shots of the details. Move around. Get down on your hands and knees. I had a guest on the show who's a photographer who said, stick your head between your legs and look back through your legs and take a picture with with that way." And and the whole point was to to see things in a different light. I like that. Great advice. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Is there a car back in your history that was the first one that was really special for you?
1: Well, see, my very first car was a 55 Chevy four-door Bel Air, four-door uh, sedan, and I enjoyed it, but uh, the first one that was really special to me was another 55 Chevy I got into a little later, two-door, you know, which was in our youth and our car geek attitudes oh, yeah. uh, two Much doors better. are always preferable, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I finally found a nice two-door, and, uh, this one eventually, uh, ended up uh being uh what, what you would typically do to a 55 chevy in the early 70s you know i had a 327 in it Hurst floor shifter uh had uh an interior done up with bucket seats out of a 63 uh super sport chevy and the console and all that from that that same car and uh, the rest of the interior was all rolled and pleated you know on the back seat and the door panels and Hood and trunk and such, you know, were all decromed and everything. And, well, I, I thought I was really something with that car. <laughs> I, <laughs> no I, I doubt. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: How about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go you really wish you had back?
1: Oh, boy, yeah. I was overseas in the Army for a couple of years in, in Germany and uh, seeing all the European cars. I uh, I saw an Alpha GTV sitting uh, on a side street in the little town I was stationed in just threw me for a loop the proportions the look the design the the whole just uh i don't demeanor and attitude of the car just just really really caught me and uh you know I was, I was even though i drove a 55 chevy back home i was you know my car interest expanded so i knew sports cars and grand prix and all that too i had been aware of alpha in a vague general kind of way but this this car really really set me on fire so When I got home from the Army, back to Greenville, North Carolina, um, I was putting together a little uh, trio with a drummer friend of mine to play in a tap room in Greenville, North Carolina. And he was a car guy. And uh, this is really crazy. I had no idea. I started talking to Alphas with him. And I had no idea he had an Alpha sitting in a a kind of a ramshackle little garage that was so wow. old it was leaning at a like a thirty degree angle, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but in this garage was was an old Alpha Giulietta Sprint, a uh, little coupe, yeah. That he had, I guess his dad must have bought it for him, and he he blew the motor maybe once too often, and dad wouldn't fix it for him anymore yeah. or something. It was one of those stories, and he was willing. He said he'd sell it to me. So for three hundred and fifty dollars, I had the only Alpha in Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> And for another $300, I found an engine and gearbox. So for a total of 650 I had, it wasn't real pretty. It was the paint was kind of flat and dull and uh, so forth. It was a little ragged around the edges, but I had a, a nice uh, 64 Alfa Giulietta Sprint that I drove around Greenville for a few years, and I, I just uh, really loved it. After a while, something broke on it that I didn't know how to fix, and I got a an Alpha Spider later, a Duetta. I was driving that, and the Duetta was Julietta was staying in the backyard with the, you know, the good intentions of restoring it someday, and it that never got done. I ended up selling it uh, when times were really hard, and I needed to raise some money, so I sold it. And certainly <laughs> wish I hadn't. And now you know, it's, there's no replacing it. Uh, you know, I got the car so cheaply, and no way I can get into another one. But, boy, every time I see a Julieta a Sprint, it just it – just
0: <laughs> They are beautiful. They are beautiful yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah. let's talk about today and tomorrow. And what are you working on these days? Where are some of the places that people might find you that has you excited and fired up?
1: Let's see. My next outing is going to be the uh, – there's a Concorde that the Classic Car Club of America puts on. Every year they call it the experience, and they do it at the the Gilmore Museum up in uh, Hickory Corners, Michigan. That museum is kind of it's a little bit out of the way, and I'm surprised. I guess sometimes the number of people that never heard of it, but it's it's just it's a great little campus. With uh, it started out with two or three red barns, and now they've they kept building more barns, and uh, now they built. So they've done partnerships with car clubs. They've got a Cadillac building and a Ford Model A building and uh, several other things. And it's a, it's a great campus. And it's a concord I've been going to for 25 or 30 years now in a row. And so uh, Hickory Corners is not far from Kalamazoo. So, to any car people out there, if you're near Kalamazoo, go to the museum. And a week after that, I'm doing an SVRA vintage uh, event at Indy at the Speedway. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The week after that, I'm doing the Elegance at Hershey. Oh, okay. That's their concours. It's relatively new. Uh, this will be my first time trying that one. So uh, doing that. And then I've got the SVRA thing at Indy uh, the weekend after that. So so June is all booked up for me. Uh, I'm going to Indy the week, <laughs> a weekend uh, after the SVRA. I'm going right back to Indy for uh, Bloomington Gold. That's a Corvette event. Oh, yeah. And hey, I've Corvette got show. Several, yeah, several core, uh, concours coming up. I've got um, Keeneland Concours at Lexington, Kentucky. That's in July. I have the Concours of America at St. John's, and that's the Detroit area. That's the event that's uh, sort of in place of the old Meadowbrook Hall thing. And uh, my biggie for the year is I'm going to Pebble Beach. Yes, uh, this year I got invited there as a guest artist uh, in 2016. Deal there is a the guest artist. They take a vote, and and you can get into the the Automotive Fine Arts Society as a associate member if they vote in your favor. I didn't quite make it in 16, and that old thing about insanity <laughs> trying the same thing and expecting a different result. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going again. I, I applied again, got invited again. So, uh it's 2018. We'll see if that wouldn't takes this time. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's in August. So, uh yeah, I, I travel quite a lot. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Well, when yeah. I'm in Pebble this summer, I am going to look you up and shake your hand and we can chat a little bit. I'm very excited to see oh, you there the yeah, AFAS show. Do. I attend it every year. This will be my 28th or 29th or 30th. I've lost count. I've been there so many times. So, Yeah, it's a wonderful show. A lot of those artists have been guests here on Cars. Yeah. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Dan. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why?
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) If I were the vehicle I would like to think of myself as, in a fantasy kind of way, I would say, you know, a 275 GTB or a 250 GTO or a uh alpha gtv or julietta sprint you know there's lots of lots of things i could say that i i yeah uh, that's what i'd like to be if i was known as a car however at my age <laughs> and and given uh, all the circumstances that surround my existence i have to say if i was actually a real car I'd probably be a fifty one Buick,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some honesty, and I appreciate that for sure.
1: <laughs> nothing wrong a, with a, a fifty one buick like a, like a, like a rusty four door sedan <laughs> that's the okay out of a grill or something Ooh, you know?
0: with a with a nice <laughs> patina no doubt yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, I appreciate your honesty, well, Dan up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's cars Yeah! sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a CarShout listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018, through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ReadyFit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSHOP yeah on checkout at covercraft.com. No is the most popular outdoor fabric, specially made by Kimberly Clark, to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf Ready Fit Semi Custom Covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com and be sure to use the code CARSYA at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. All right, Dan, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that old Buick throttle, so here we go. <laughs> What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: I don't know, except, you know, learn what you're dealing with, learn learn about driving. Uh, I had a guy that helped me out in working on my old Chevy in, in Greenville, a guy that worked with my dad. He was younger than my dad, but older than me, and he had been uh, – uh pit crew member on a sp- sprint car uh team that traveled in the Midwest where he was from originally. So he always helped, him with, helped me with helping with my cars, and there's never not one single profound thing that he ever said other than uh, just you know learn about your car, work on it, always follow your your passion and everything, and uh, which I did. He was uh, advising me when I I drove a '53 Ford on a dirt track. Uh, when I was 16, and he was coaching me with that. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can uh, uh, cite any particular quote, but uh, uh, his name was uh, Gary, and he was a friend of Dad's, and he was just always full of automotive advice in general. Always drive what you like, have fun with it. When I was on that dirt track, he always said, run on the inside. That way you have plenty of bobble room. <laughs> so that's Thank not you. profound, but the <laughs> bobble room is a good quote. I like it.
0: Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years as an artist?
1: I work late every night. Well, I mean, I'm on my studio, lights like, so until two in the morning every night. With advancing age, I can't get right back up at seven or eight, you know. It's more like nine or ten or sometimes eleven. Yeah. <laughs> long hours, a lot of work. I uh, just apply myself diligently and not to be that uh, temperamental the, it stereotype, you know, of the artist that has of be in the right mood or wait for the muse, you know. No, yep. you, you, you got to work. <laughs> yep.
0: That's the secret. Just uh, work hard. Work.
1: Yeah, work and persevere and, and nothing beats, nothing makes improvement like uh, practice.
0: Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There are a lot of great resources out there for us these days. Is there one in particular
1: you enjoy? Well, as a resource, one one thing for certain is is uh, AFAS Automotive Fine Arts Society. Yes, uh, they're not the only game in town, but it certainly is a group of uh, accomplished artists that I've always uh, looked up to. And one reason I'm given a second try at that Pebble Beach thing is that uh, I respect what they do, and uh, they're, they're they're a good uh, source of knowledge and inspiration some of my favorite artists are in that group and uh, I've gotten to know some of them over the years. Absolutely. Certainly that I know quite a few other artists that are um, not in that group that are uh, also an inspiration to me and, and, you know, look for uh, automotive art on Facebook. You know, if you want a resource to find things about what I do and what some of these other guys do. Uh, Yeah. Just, just Google automotive art or go on Facebook and search and, You'd be amazed what you can find.
0: There you go. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Dan's show notes page on the Car show website. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be?
1: That's a tough one, too, because <laughs> there's so many so many people, uh, you know, do I, what, I pick somebody I have met, or do I pick, you know, a designer? Do I pick, because uh, it's related to what I do, and I, I could name about, you know, Forty or fifty people, but if I if I'm forced to to go down to one, and I hate these things that make you narrow things down to one name or one car or one this. So uh, I'd have to say maybe Dan Gurney.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, how he could accomplish so much and 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 remain such a nice person, having never met him, I, I take that uh, the word of a lot of other people who did know him. Yes. That he was such a nice person, so accomplished in so many different areas. And uh, I don't know, uh, he started out in California with the hot rods, uh, same as a lot of car guys did. And of course, uh, obviously, he eventually ended up in road racing, and sports cars and Formula One and being a, a constructor and won a Grand Prix in his own car.
0: We lost him recently, but, uh, yeah, uh, wonderful man. I had the pleasure of meeting him many times and getting to talk to him for a little bit. I never got him on this show. I wish I could have been able to pull that one off, but at any rate, uh, he was a fantastic guy. Very nice. Well, How about a book? Is there a book out there you'd like to share with our listeners? I assume you mean automotive. Well, it could be automotive, if that's what you prefer, or any kind of book.
1: Uh, Going back to the the guy that offered my, my weird little quote is, uh, I, I uh, just laughed endlessly and out loud all the way through Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas mm. by Hunter Thompson. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I ended up, I liked to enjoyed his work so much that I ended up reading everything he wrote. For car stuff, I'd, I'd have to say um, Art Garner, Black Noon by Art yes. Garner. I think uh, the subtitle was The Day They Stopped the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. It was an in-depth account of the 648500 and the tragedy involved uh, Dave McDonald and Eddie Sachs and uh the book was just just very profound uh it was quite an experience to read it he he really did a marvelous job capturing the the essence of that
0: Yes yeah absolutely you know and uh, this show is going up uh later but the day that we're recording this show is actually the anniversary of Mr. McDonald's passing and I got the chance to meet his son he works at Superformance uh he's been a guest oh. on the show yeah and uh so interesting coincidence but um uh,
1: yeah the Rich, I'm, I'm I'm Facebook friends with him I yeah, met, met him yeah. in person <laughs> Yeah Rich is a
0: wonderful guy and yeah, uh yeah. I know that today is the anniversary of him losing his father uh, because uh, back in 64, this was the day they, the day we're recording. And by the way, for our listeners, we're recording this on May tenth. I know it goes up much uh, later uh, in June, but yeah, uh tragic anniversary of uh, passing him a wonderful guy. So a tribute out to him uh, and of course to Rich and the, the entire family. So fantastic. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Dan has been so Kind to share on his Cars Yeah show owners page. Just go to CarsYeah.com. Type in Dan McCrary, M-little-c-big-c-r-a-r-y, and you'll find that page with all these great links. All right, Dan, we're up to the checkered flag. This is where it gets fun. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter what it costs, but there's a couple rules here. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of more paintbrushes. you got to keep it, and you got to drive it. No garage queens. So what's it going to be?
1: See, I, I feel like a trader not mentioning my alpha, but I got to go with Ferrari Lusso.
0: Ooh, okay, nice car. Yeah. Oh, the wonderful Lusso. Yeah, what a beautiful car. What a work of art. Uh, kind of like a two hundred and fifty short wheelbase, but something you take to the opera instead of the racetrack. So <laughs> yeah.
1: that's the way I always yeah, look at the yeah. Lusso. But yeah.
0: yeah, Well what is it about the Lusso you like
1: so much? It, it's a uh, purely aesthetic. You know, a 250 GTO or a 275 GTB or uh, an Alpha GTV would certainly probably be more sheer fun to drive, you know, to toss around and go fast. But the Lusso is just, you know, it's like sculpture, you know, not that the others aren't. but
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the five best all-time Ferraris out there, honestly, and it's just such a beautiful car. Oh, you're uh, You're going to make me cut a very large check today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. What color would you like that luso to be, Dan?
1: Uh, probably in a metallic blue, and uh, don't put it on a transporter. I'll I'll come out and pick it up and drive it back home.
0: Well, maybe better yet, I'll drive it to you, and I'm going to drive it out on Highway 40, and I'm going to reminisce that, that terrible trip you took and turn it into something special. So how about if I fly you out here to the new, Northwest, and we drive that Luso back, along Highway 40, Route 66, and have a grand old time, and uh then I'll just fly home and leave it in your garage. How does that sound?
1: Sure, It works for me.
0: I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, Dan, <laughs> you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey and artistic journey with Cars Yeah? Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in your very own Ferrari Eluso?
1: uh well uh it goes back to the other things i was saying about perseverance just never quit if you got something you love to do you can figure out a way to derive a living from it i mean there are guys who somehow settled into a niche like uh i knew a guy a long time ago that restored automobile clocks Mm -hmm. now how strange is that that's really odd thing to do but he did enough of it did it well enough and did it long enough that he made a living from it so uh, that's that's what in uh you know if i had to advise anybody, if there's something that you love so much that you uh, can't get enough of it, heck, figure out a way to to pull a living out of it, you know? You know, 300 million people in the United States of America cannot, everybody cannot do that, but (laughs) those of us that are fortunate enough to have that kind of a passion for something and, and, you know, why not just pursue it to the ultimate degree, you know, turn it into a, a livelihood, Yeah.
0: There you go. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and learn about your artwork?
1: Well, I have a, a Facebook page, which if you just uh, you know go to Facebook and uh, do a search for my name, I'll come up. I have a social page that I end up sticking all my art on anyway. And then there's another page called, I think, Dan McCrary Art that uh, also. So I've got two Facebook pages and uh I've got a website that's um if I can give that it's uh yes the ubiquitous three w s dot art that's d m c c r a r y a r t dot com
0: well listeners, I'll make sure you can find links to all of these great connections for Dan on his show notes page on the Car Shout website Dan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners until you and I talk again, I'll see you. Down the road.
1: Okay. uh, Support living artists. The dead ones don't need the money.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Very well said. Take care. (laughs) You take care of your cars.